This is The Countdown to Calvary, Day 2, Monday. My dear brothers and sisters, in 2021, I started what was known as The Countdown to Calvary. In 2022, I just did reflections starting on Holy Wednesday or Spy Wednesday. But this year, since it is the 1990th year in accordance with the Gregorian calendar, since Holy Week or the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and the whole week marching through, I thought I would bring back The Countdown to Calvary 2023, which would be reflections of each day during Holy Week. Now, you may be wondering, why is this day two? Well, day one is Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem when they said, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And of course, I just did my regular Sunday reflection in a minute or more TLM edition for Palm Sunday. And on Resurrection Easter Sunday, I will do the same thing as Sunday reflection in accordance with the TLM readings. Of course, it's in English. But during Holy Week, we'll have day two to day seven, which day seven will be Holy Saturday. But my dear brothers and sisters, let us jump right in today to today without hesitation. Let us begin with day two, Monday, Countdown to Calvary. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, in today, uh, we see that it's Monday, and it's believed to be that on this day, Jesus clears the temple. And the gospel that I'm going to read from is St. John chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Now, when I read during the course of this week, the Bible that I will be using, or the translation I will be using, will be the Dewey Reams Bible, which is an uh, older, a more traditional translation. So let us read John chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, which is, it states, And the Pasch of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple them that sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made, as it were, a scourge of little cords, he drove them all out of the temple, the sheep also, and the oxen, and the money of the changers he poured out, and the tables he overthrew. And to them that sold doves he said, Take these things hence, and make not the house of my father a house of traffic. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thy house hath eaten me up. My dear brothers and sisters, in also, and it can be remembered that Jesus also said, uh, My house of the Lord's house shall not be a uh, shall be a house of prayer, but not a den of thieves. We always hear sometimes, what would Jesus do? Well, let us always remember that flipping tables and driving people out with a whip is always a reasonable thing that Jesus did. My brothers and sisters, my first point in this is, that our Lord showed what is known as righteous anger. We hear love, love, love constantly. No anger, no sadness, no, no, no being mad. But at times, we should demonstrate righteous anger. My dear brothers and sisters, it's better to demonstrate righteous anger on this earth than to stand before God, and He gives you His righteous anger, which is eternal damnation or eternal judgment for uh, a mortal sin that you have committed or something that you have done. When we want to hear love, love, love so much in this world, we don't want to hear about the righteous anger of Christ. But Christ was righteously angry. And at times, we too can be righteously angry. When we see sin that's going so far in the world, when we can see sin in our own church, we see the clergy that, and I hate to say this during this week, but of the sexual abuse crisis, we should be angry. We should be like Jesus and have a righteous anger that we want to drive these sins out of the church. We want to drive these heirs and these trials out of the church of Jesus Christ and stand firm. So my brothers and sisters, just as Jesus was in the temple driving them out who were buying and selling, let us also know that we can have a righteous anger on certain matters in our faith and in our church. 
But my dear brothers and sisters, when it comes to the money changers and buying and selling in the temple and in the church, I know in this day and age that some churches and some uh, sanctuaries, they allow that people should, oh, well, you can sell your CDs, you can sell your Bibles, you can sell your rosaries, you can sell the things you do. And some priests put up with this, but this is absolutely wrong. If you were to do this in a gathering space or outside the church doors, that's fine. But when you're in the church, it is not a place to buy and sell. It is a place of prayer. It is a place of worship. We should be focused on the worship of God in the sanctuary, in the church, especially when the service is going on, especially during Mass. But my brothers and sisters, when you go into the church, there should be no such thing as buying and selling. For the Lord's house is not a place for a den of thieves to buy and sell, but it is a place to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us remember this, this Holy Week, and I ask that you would join me tomorrow for Tuesday, day three. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God love you.